up at the bottom of 29B uh, with the following discussion. Hafetet Ahmed Yatsin Rabbi Avin Rabbi Yitzhak Berebi Kamaid Rabbi Yumia. So Rabbi Avin and Rabbi Yitzhak, the son of Rabbi, uh, was sitting in front of Rabbi Yumia. The car, a man named Rabbi Yumia. Rabbi Yumia uh, was kind of dozing off. Vyatsi Bukhamra and his Rabbi Avin and Rabbi Yitzhak were saying to each other, Levaipada, what we can do, according to Levaipada, we said, uh, yesterday was of the opinion uh, that uh, the trees, that the saplings, that if you'd said that the saplings that you cut down uh, should become immediately consecrated again. Um, it says, the Amapadan Kozred Vukuchan, every time you redeem them, they become consecrated again. It says, uh, if, you, if you have that, uh, if you could agree with that statement, to short by Rabbi Shai, uh, we could learn from here a question that Rabbi Shai asked, we could learn the answer to Rabbi Shai's question. What is that question? Um, a question about a person a person that gives two prutot uh, to a woman. Uh, remember, just one prutot is enough to marry a woman. Uh, the man gives two uh, of double the amount uh, that he needs to to a woman. And he says, uh, it says one of them uh, you should be um, engaged to me today and with one of them the other one you should be engaged to me after I divorce you so basically what happens is see, in that situation uh, we're trying to work out what the what the story is uh, does that second engagement take place uh, so surely a court you know if, if uh, Rabbi Shah was unsure what the halacha was but if you uh, recall like Rapada uh, that if you redeem uh, something that is consecrated i.e. similar to divorcing this woman uh, taking her out of uh, your shut, uh, then it immediately becomes consecrated again so to the, the redemption uh, the, the second you know, after redemption the second consecration goes into effect and then if you say you could say to you yeah, so too uh, even after the first marriage uh, gets the woman man divorces the woman uh, then uh, she should become engaged again and it should be a valid condition uh, so now that was we said there were Etmar Bay Rabiuma Rabiuma who had been um, uh, you know dozing off uh, it says it's iron he suddenly like jumped up uh, when he heard this so obviously this was playing in the back of his mind uh, and uh, he heard them talking about it and he realized that it was uh, what they're saying was incorrect so he like it started got startled and he, and he woke up Amalu, and he said back to them my uh, he says why can you compare them where he redeemed them uh, to where other people redeemed them Okay, and uh, you can't compare those two cases. And Haki Amar Rabbi Yochanan, and Rabbi Yochanan has already said, uh, it says, Adanu, if he was the one that redeemed those saplings, uh, then they become immediately reconsecrated until obviously they get cut down. Uh, if other people uh, redeem them, uh, then they don't become um, consecrated anymore because other person redeemed it. So as if he's taken ownership of it and uh, once you some a person has taken ownership of something uh, it's not in your research to consecrate it again 
therefore, uh, similar in this situation, Isha Kifdua Acherim Damia. In this case of the woman, uh, uh, what happens is, is if once, um, once the husband has divorced her, uh, is now she's completely independent, and it's as if others have redeemed her. In fact, what happens is uh, she's uh, been redeemed uh, because of the fact that she has got a get, and now in order to get remarried, she has to give her uh, her will. Uh, to get remarried, you could yes, to marry out of out of her own free will, and according to this, uh, she is totally independent now, because she can decide uh, whether she wants to get remarried or not remarried. So therefore, you can't compare this uh, to, to you can't find an answer even if you hold like by uh, to the answer of this uh, two short case. Right, and Etwa uh, Nami, it was also stated in a Branta Ama Rabbi Ami Ama Rabbi Yochanan Rabbi Ami said that Rabbi Yochanan says Rosh Hashanah Ela Shabbatan Hu Ba'avudun Acharin and Chazot Kachot. Those those young trees, the saplings, only become consecrated when he redeems them himself. Uh, other consecrated, they don't become consecrated because they're no longer in his possession, uh, and therefore it's not up to him. Okay. Next Mishnah, and we're going to have a lot of uh, short uh, Mishnah and Gomorrah pieces now, and it's already going to be dealing, as we'll say, right at the end of this year, um, with how uh, the language of man and uh, and what what do people mean when they say certain things. All right, so uh, the Mishnah starts with Anoda Miyoda Yam. If you take a vow that you won't get any benefit from people uh, who are sailors, seafarers, uh, it is obvious from there uh, that you are permitted uh, to people that live on land uh, and don't uh, you know, sail in the sea. However, um, if you go ahead and you say I'm, I'm uh, forbidden uh, from uh, people who live on the land, I can't get benefit from people who live on the land, even those people uh, that go down into the sea, even seafarers, uh, you are also uh, forbidden from benefiting from them. Uh, because uh, people that go down into the sea are also included in the category of people that live on land. Um, and uh, we'll explain that because there's going to be another statement now. Uh, not like those people who just go from Ako to Yafo, which is a very short trip. Uh, and uh, rather that someone uh, you know, goes on a very uh, far trip, like a distant country, etc. So even that uh, situation uh, is, um, <coughs> uh, would be, um, you know, uh, we will explain that, you know, it's not just short trips, uh, but long trips as well. Right, so now the Gemara uh, discusses this, Rav Papa, Rav Akha Baroda Rabika. Uh, one of them says uh, the statement is uh, teaches statement in terms of uh, the first part of Mishnah and one teaches us uh, it's, uh, that statement about traveling by ship from Akko to Yafo about the last part of the Mishnah ok, so what does that mean? Mandatana Reisha the one that teaches about the first part of Mishnah Matniachi teaches follows Anodim Yodayam uh, person who uh, forbids uh, people who live on land, uh, he is, uh, I mean, forbids people that go in the sea, uh, and he's permitted to people on the land. I'm Yodayam, Asa, but the people who are seafarers, uh, he's forbidden to them. Velok Eilu, and not just these, hold him, the because uh, there's the Hailan, Yoshe Yabashanim. 
even those people, they are treated like because uh, it's a short distance. Uh, we don't call them seafarers because they just take a little um, uh, ferry ride or most, you know, that type of uh, thing. It's such a short journey uh, that it's not a, uh, it's as if they're living on land. It's not like they are seafarers. And in Ella, Misha Dakar Lafarage, the seafarers we're talking about here are the people that travel very long distances at sea. Okay, and uh, I have a Manda, my Matnia Sefa, Matnia Afi, the one that teaches at about the end of the Mishnah, uh, teaches as follows. I'm not a Mishra Yavashah uh, person that one who takes a vow not to get benefit from those people who live on Dran and Asub Yodayam. Uh, he is uh, forbidden for getting benefits uh, from people that go to sea. And not only uh, those people who travel from Akko to Yafo, uh, who aren't seafarers at all. It says, well, uh, And uh, because uh, even with regard to one who goes, uh, even the person that travels great distance, uh, and he says, listen, um, even those people are still called uh, people who live on dry land. Uh, why? What's, what's the reason uh, for that? So, if you do even the people who travel far, let's see, he's still forbidden to get benefit. Why? Well, for so far, Yabashasadi, because eventually they will come back and go up onto dry land and no one can live their whole life uh, all at sea. Uh, eventually you'll get to dry land and therefore as a result uh, even the people that travel long distances at sea are also called people that live on the land. Alright, uh, next Mishnah Gomorrah, please order The person says I'm not going to get benefit from those people who see the sons. Uh, then he is prohibited from get, getting benefits uh, even from blind people. Even though the blind people can't see the sun. It means, what does this phrase mean? It means that all that the sun sees, not see the sun, uh, but that the sun sees, I uh, shines on. Uh, it says, my time, why do you say uh, such a thing? And uh, blind people are included. Uh, if you would have said uh, from uh, the people that see, uh, that would exclude blind people. So this, you know, he said uh, those that see the sun. Uh, so what does it come to exclude? Come to exclude fish and fetuses who don't see the fifth sun. So you can't get any benefit from fish and you can't get any benefit from fetuses. Now. Uh, as to why uh, you wouldn't be able to, you know, what benefit do you get from fetuses? Uh, I think it was Vitiv Erid Yaakov that actually said, uh, I've, I've forgotten it, I could, I could be wrong whose name it was, but Rabbi Rosner did bring someone who says that, uh, uh, that this, what happens if a person is sitting, um, uh, it's windy, and you've got a, a, a woman, a very large woman that is uh, sitting there, she's, she's very pregnant, and her belly sticks out, and it actually protects you from the wind. So that, that benefit uh, is not allowed uh, to a person who's forbidden from fetuses. The person takes a vow to take not to get benefit from someone who literally has got uh, black hair, dark hair. Uh, he's forbidden even the people from people who are bald. The Bible says about people, old people who have white hair and not dark hair. Uh, so, uh, you see specifically men. Mutabanashin, look at him and he says, 
permitted to get benefit from women who own young children. Uh, the only people that are called dark-haired or black-haired are, uh, are men, and, and that is uh, what you would have been. So tomorrow asks, uh, my time, what is the reason uh, that we say uh, uh, black-haired, you know, don't exclude people that are born? We throw come and if others, you would have said, uh, people with hair, uh, then uh, that would have excluded all people. Uh, but he said, uh, people with black hair, that's colloquially uh, referring to black people. Mutim Anashim, Ritanim, Shahin, Nikrin, Shkray, Rosh, Eda, Anashim. He's permitted to get benefit from women and children. So only men are called those with dark hair. My time, what is the reason for such a thing? Anashim, Zimnin, the Mitsu, Roshayu, Zimnin, Magalai, Roshayu. Men sometimes cover their heads and sometimes uncover their heads. Uh, the whole discussion here whether uh, this uh, yami uh, where a person that you have to wear a yami was it only a, a custom of the past and uh, it now become very much a Jewish symbol uh, pretty emblematic of being Jewish is that you wear kippah but uh, what, what he's saying is also it could be uh, that men sometimes uncover their hair or it's mostly uncovered even you can see a lot of a man's hair uh, even if he's got a kippah on however um, uh, in this situation uh, of with women of our nashim grown up that women always cover up their hair. We had talked about married women uh, and, and that's it so they cover their hair. Uh, and we say that uh, young children always have their hair uncovered. Uh, there's no reason for them to cover their hair uh, as opposed to so therefore we say uh, dark hair uh, as opposed to covered and uncovered. So dark hair really is talking about men uh, whose dark hair is sometimes seen. Okay, next Mishnah. If you take a vow not to benefit from those people that are born, uh, can get benefit from those who are still born. Not right? Um, uh, ever, if you go the opposite way, those who are still to be born, you're even forbidden from people that are already born uh, as well. Okay, Rabbi Meir, Matib, Ahbi, Rabbi Meir says no. Uh, you could get uh, benefit from those people. They're really born at the time of the vow uh, because you're very careful about what you say, and that's why you specifically said that. However, uh, the rabbis say, uh, No, what, what it means, uh, it means those that are born, uh, and that's it as opposed to. Uh, and we'll see exactly what that would exclude, uh, but it includes all humans, but all humans uh, get born. Right, so the Gemara picks up, Rebbe Meir, Adon Mubayah, Nolati, Ela Bumayah, Asun, according to Rebbe Meir, it says that you're going to get benefit from those who will be born, that's forbidden to you, uh, you can get benefit from those people that are born at the time, uh, and the fact is, you know, and, and how much more so, seemingly, uh, the Gemara seems to say, those who will be born are allowed to, uh, but then, you know, if, if he says that, you know, what is exactly, uh, who, who is he actually saying uh, that he's gonna, not going to get benefit from, seemingly, uh, he's going to get benefit from everyone. So the Gemara says, actually, Kusura Mixer, it's if it is missing words, but we should teach it the following way. An order, I mean, you did it. A uh, person who takes a vow not to benefit from those that are already born, which are not allowed, uh, he is allowed to get people benefit from people that are yet to be born. 
fish and birds. So a person says, listen, I'm not going to get any benefit uh, from people who uh, things that are born, uh, so that would exclude fish and birds. Okay, fish and birds which uh, uh, come from eggs, so that's not defined as a, a natural type of birth, and therefore as a result, uh, you could still get benefit uh, from those, as opposed to not other, which means uh, born from a mother, uh, a womb of a mother. Okay, alright, uh, that uh, brings us to the end of the daf, and therefore the end of today's show. Uh, everyone should have a great time.